the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time for the prophetic voice of our time. This is furnished by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. This is AM 630 KSLR. The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, everybody. You are listening to the prophetic voice of our time, and this is Mike Sasso with Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and it is a pleasure to be with you here again today. Praise God. We've got an exciting program. Pastor Chris is still en route back from the Philippines. She hasn't left yet, but she'll be leaving shortly as I record this broadcast. But by the time you hear it, she will be back, and they will have returned after a little over three-week trip of exciting things that have happened. And she'll fill you in on all that. Thank you for praying. Thank you for believing with us. We've been to the southernmost region of the Philippines, saw the power of God just poured out down there, and also then took a trip to China and were there really to intercede and release the word of the Lord as God directed in a few areas, not really ministering to anybody, but releasing thus saith the Lord in the land. What an exciting time. And just to give you the word on that, Amos chapter three, verse seven says that God doesn't do anything in the earth until he first reveals it to his servants, the prophets. And that is because God gave dominion to mankind Jesus came as a man. Why? Because God gave dominion to man, and it took a man to redeem back what Adam had given to Satan, if you would, through the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And all those who receive that uh, atonement, who receive that blood and have faith in God and walk in that anointing, we can do the same things Jesus did. That's what he said. So praise God, we're out busy about the Father's business, and it's so exciting. Then they returned to the Philippines and traveled across the land a little bit more, and God poured out his spirit. They had one more minister's conference, I believe, and did a few services on the weekend, and now they're really resting up as we speak, preparing to come back to the United States. And boy, I think they're going to be happy to be here. And I know you're going to be happy to hear from Pastor Chris again. And she's going to be excited to tell you all the great things that took place. So you won't want to miss any of the broadcasts in the future. But today, I have the privilege to talk to you and talk to you a little bit about what we're about to experience here. I know we're in what they call, of course, in the world, they call it the Easter season. I don't like to call it Easter because that word actually came from a pagan tradition, if you would, of Ishtar. And it was a kind of twisting of the feast that God ordained for all of his people to celebrate. And that feast we're going to talk about today, which is the Passover. There were actually three feasts that God commanded the children of Israel. Actually, he instituted these feasts back in Exodus through Moses. And he said these feasts will be celebrated by his people for all eternity. 
That means forever. Three feasts that God initiated, not man, but God, that will be celebrated forever, praise God. So when I first found out about this, I said, wow, if these need to be celebrated forever, then I need to celebrate these feasts. And it's right there in the Bible. You can read it all by yourself. But we're talking about, number one, the Feast of Unleavened Bread or the Passover. We're going to talk mainly about that one today. And the second main feast that was commanded in the Bible is the Feast of Harvest, or it's equated to the Feast of Pentecost, which is 50 days or seven weeks after Passover. And that's when the Holy Spirit was poured out upon all flesh, if you would, or began the beginnings of that in the upper room. After Jesus was raised from the dead and he told them, tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power. After that, the Holy Ghost comes on you. And that took place during the Feast of Pentecost or for the Feast of Weeks. And the final feast, there's three of them, the third feast that he said you will celebrate forever is the ingathering, which really I believe, points to the last trumpet that will sound when God will just wrap it up and it's over. We're done and we're going into the next phase, if you would, which is yet to be seen of the glorious reign of Jesus Christ in the power of his glorious headship forever and ever and ever and ever. Praise God. So those three feasts, God said, celebrate forever. Why? Because those feasts all point to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And I will just tell you that the law, which came through Moses, of course, was given as a guidepost, as a roadmap, as a school teacher to lead us to Jesus Christ. And of course, that's in scripture and you can go into the scripture and dig it up for yourself, but you can go to Galatians chapter three, verse 24, beginning there where Paul is writing, of course, to the Galatians and he's telling them and the Galatian church, there's a caution here. And this is really a good caution to start as I get into this teaching. The caution is that many in the early days of the church, and of course, the non-Jewish people began to receive Christ as their Savior, and the Holy Spirit was being poured out on them as well. Peter had his vision on the rooftop, and God made it clear to Peter that God's will was that all men be saved, not just the Jew, but to the Greek and all men. And that is still the will of God, that all men be saved, that all come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That has never changed and is not going to change. But what was taking place in many of the early church, happened in Corinth, it happened in Galatia, and specifically is that they were trying to begin to impose Jewish tradition and Jewish custom and the keeping of the law on the non-Jewish believers. And so Paul wrote in Galatians chapter 3 specifically about that, that he called them fools. In chapter 3, verse 1, he says, You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you or tricked you or ensnared you, that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth and crucified among you. In other words, Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of this law so that we can walk now in the newness of life. And Jesus, when he was asked what commandments are the greatest, Jesus said, well, Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. 
And if you do these two commandments, he says, you fulfill all the law and the prophets. See, that is the Great Commission. That to teach and command, to follow the words of Jesus, to love one another as God loved us, to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and body, and then to do all that he commanded us to do, which is pray for our enemies, do good to those who despitefully use, be led by the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? There's liberty there. So if you read down in the book of Galatians and you go down all the way to verse 24, and you can read that on your own. In fact, I would encourage you to do that. Spend time reading the Bible. It's a good thing for you. In fact, it is called the perfect law of liberty. It will bring you liberty. You're wondering, how am I ever going to get free? Well, spend some time renewing your mind in the Word of God. Spend some time meditating on the book. Get into that book and begin to read it. Ask the Holy Ghost, Lord, what do I need to know today? Show me, feed me today in your word. And just open that book up and watch the Holy Ghost begin to teach you. He will teach you, he'll lead you. James said the perfect law that brings liberty. That law will bring you liberty. Anyhow, so we're going to move forward. But in Galatians now, chapter 3, verse 24, Paul makes it very clear and says that the law which was given by Moses, was a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ, that is, to the Lord Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith has come, we're no longer under that schoolmaster. Okay, which means we don't have to keep all the Jewish laws. We don't have to have the sacrifices for sin all the time because Jesus was that sacrifice. And we're going to talk about that today. So specifically now, the Feast of Passover which we now celebrate as Jesus is the Passover lamb, if you were to the Paschal lamb, the lamb of God. And if we go to John chapter 1, the gospel of John, here we can see this played out now prophetically as John the Baptist, of course, who was a Jew sent by God to prepare the world now for the coming Messiah, to prepare the world for Jesus, who was the lamb of God. And if we look at John chapter 1 and we look at verse 19, And it says the following, I'm reading from the King James, it says, And this is the record of John, when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him who he was. And he confessed and denied not, but confessed that he was not the Christ. And then they asked him, well, then who are you, Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you that prophet? And he answered, no. Then they said unto him, Well, who are you that we may give an answer to those who sent us? They were being sent by the priests to find out who he was. And he said, Well, I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. And John, of course, was quoting from Isaiah chapter 40. In verse 3, it says, The voice of him that cries in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And, of course, that's for God, the Lord Jesus Christ. It says, Every valley shall be exalted or lifted up. Every mountain shall be made low. And the crooked paths shall be made straight. And the rough places made plain. And then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. So John was basically preparing the way for Jesus to come. And that, by the way, is a picture of what took place in Passover. Now, in the Passover feast, the children of Israel were instructed when they kept this feast 
to remove all leaven from their house. That is a picture, if you would, of wrongdoings in their heart, evil things, things that are puffed up. And this is a picture, again, of what John was saying now. Let every high thing be made low. Let every crooked path be made straight. Let every valley be filled in. That the glory of the Lord will be revealed. So it's really a preparation to go to this wedding feast of Jesus Christ, to receive him as Lord and Savior. You prepare yourself. None of us are worthy of what he did for us. See, So there's a preparation time, and this is a remembrance now to prepare yourself, to prepare yourself to have supper with Jesus, to prepare yourself to partake of this holy, holy feast. That's what this is. So it's a time to examine yourself, even in Corinth, when they celebrated. And if you read through the New Testament, you'll find when they partook of this bread and wine, this was not a Sunday, every Sunday deal. They were celebrating the Passover feast of Jesus Christ. When Jesus sat at the New Testament Passover meal, he celebrated the Passover with his disciples. The Last Supper was the Passover Supper. And in that supper, he actually broke Jewish tradition. In that, in the supper, there typically are three breads that are eaten during that meal. And if you were to go to a Jewish Seder meal, they call it, which is a Jewish Passover feast now, you would have three breads. One is the bread of praise, one is the bread of thanks, and then one is the bread of redemption. And in a traditional non-Christian Jewish celebration, which they still celebrate today, waiting for the Messiah to come, they take the bread of redemption and they hide it. They do not eat that bread and not during the meal. It is hidden away. They call it the Apicomen. They hide it as they did in the day of Jesus because they were waiting for the Messiah to come. And Jesus broke tradition after they'd finished eating. He took that bread, which was called the bread of redemption, and he broke that bread. And he said, this is my body which will be broken for you. And then he broke that bread of redemption and broke tradition in the supper. And then he also took the cup of redemption, which is also drank. Uh, there are four cups in traditional Seder meal. And he took the cup of redemption and raised that cup and said, this is the cup of the New Testament that will be written in my blood. And he broke... Jewish tradition and said, this feast is about me. This is who I am. I have come to give my life for you to be a ransom for many. Said, whoever believe in me, they would not perish, but have everlasting life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. Why? Because of this very act that he was about to partake of, this very sacrifice of laying down his life for you and for me, for my sin, for the sin of the whole world, to pay his blood as a ransom to redeem us back to himself and back to the Father. This is the Passover feast. This is the Lamb of God. And in John chapter 1, we were reading John chapter 1, if you go down to verse 29 in John chapter 1, when John was baptizing in the wilderness, these things were done in verse 28 in Betharbara, where John was baptizing. And that next day, he saw Jesus coming unto him, and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. 
I mean glory to God. That means that any man, if you receive him, if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Who I mean, I'm about to get happy over here. I'll tell you what, praise be to God. That means there's no account. As far as the east is to the west, that's how far. How far is the east to the west? You can't measure it. It's immeasurable. It's Im- it is eternal. That's how far he casts your sin from you. If you confess your sin to him, if you come to him with a broken heart, contrite spirit, he will not despise you. He'll wash you. He'll cleanse you. He'll deliver you. He'll set you free. Praise God. This is good news. So just receive that right now. If that's you, praise God. Give me a call. God bless you. We'll pray for you. We're here to pray for you. God is going to set you on a new road today. You heard this message. You turned this radio on because you needed to know God has a plan for your life. The devil can't steal from you anymore if you receive this message that Jesus loved you so much that he died for your sin. He died for you. He paid his life's blood for you and for me. Praise God. Lord, thank you. I pray right now for this one hearing me. Lord, touch that individual. In the name of Jesus, I decree liberty to the captives, the opening of prison doors for those that are bound. Your sins are forgiven you, sir. In the name of Jesus, receive Jesus. Receive this work that he's done for you. Receive it. Believe it, take it, have it, and thank God for it and begin to live your life every day now for the living Savior. He's alive forevermore, praise God. Amen, amen, amen. So this is what we're celebrating here. This is what it's about. This is the Passover Lamb of God. This is that feast. It's not Easter. Easter is the man's idea. They have eggs. and None of that's in the Bible. None of that's what the Lord Jesus told us to do. None of it. But he did tell us to celebrate this feast, this Passover feast, which is a roasted lamb, which we do. Now, you don't have to get caught up in all this tradition. I'm telling you, when we get to heaven, this is the feast we're going to celebrate. We're going to sit down and have a wedding supper of the Lamb of God. Praise the Lord. And he's actually going to serve us. Can you believe that? That's what the Bible says. He will actually serve those who have given their lives to Christ, those who have served the Lord Jesus Christ in this life, right now in this world. As you give your heart and your life to Christ and you begin to do the works of Jesus, you begin to lay down your own ideas, your own way of doing things and begin to just say, Lord, I have messed up from here forward. I I will serve you. Take my life, use it, turn my life around, make it the way you want it to be. And I'll tell you, God will turn your life around. He'll fill you with the Holy Ghost and you'll have a new heart, new mind, new spirit. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. This is that new covenant that Jesus promised, actually, that it was promised in the old covenant, the new covenant that God said he would make. If you go to Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31, it says, Behold, the days cometh, saith the Lord, 
that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Jacob. Verse 32 says, Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. Now, that was the Passover feast they celebrated in the old covenant that was to point the way, what? To Christ. That was to deliver them from the hand of slavery through Pharaoh, if you would. They were slaves in Pharaoh's kingdom. But it was prophetic now to point the way to this new covenant. Remember, we started this teaching and said that the law was a schoolmaster to what? Bring us to Christ. So here we are now saying, Behold, the day comes, saith the Lord. And now we're talking about that day when Jesus was there in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, about to celebrate that Passover feast and about to give his life's blood on the cross for you and me to cut this new covenant. And he says in verse 32, Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, but... Verse 33, this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and in their heart. I will write it and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Look at the next verse. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest of them, saith the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. Praise be to God. That is the new covenant that Jesus gave his life's blood for you and for me. And now if we turn to the New Testament, we're going to see him actually speaking about that. This is at the Passover feast. He was at that last supper sitting with his disciples. And as he was sitting there, he said exactly what Jeremiah the prophet said in verse 31. He said, now he says, and we go to verse 20 in uh, Luke chapter 22, says in like manner, he took after supper the cup saying, this is the cup of the New Testament or covenant that is ratified in my blood, which is shed and poured out for you. That's the amplified translation. I love that. Look at what he's saying here. He says, I am now in my blood that is being shed for the world, fulfilling this new covenant. I am cutting this new covenant that Jeremiah the prophet prophesied in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31, a new covenant that I will make with the house of Israel, and I will write my law in their heart. I will put a new spirit upon them, and I'll remember their sins no more. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. That's shouting time right here. I'm telling you, that is good news. That is good news. That's what gospel means. Good. We have good news for the world. To as many as receive him, to them he gives the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, who are born not of the will of man, nor the will of the flesh, but born of God, born of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. This is the Passover feast. And if you go to Matthew, if you look at this now, this is the Last Supper of the Lamb. He celebrated that Passover, and he said that prior to that Passover, there was a woman that came with an alabaster box of precious ointment that poured it on his body when he sat at meat. And he said in verse 12 of Matthew 26, For she hath poured this ointment on my body to prepare me for burial. And then he said this, And verily I say unto you that wherever this gospel shall be preached, I'm preaching it right here now, so you're going to hear this message, that the whole world 
shall also hear this, that this woman has done, shall be told as a memorial unto her. She prepared his body for burial by anointing his feet with oil. And it was an expensive oil, and the many ridiculed the woman, but he said, no, 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 you don't know what you're doing. She is preparing my body for burial because he was about to give his life for you and for me. Praise be to God. This is great news. This is great news. Now, I'm here to tell you, friend, God has a plan for your life. This season, as we're just about to enter now, this Friday we'll be celebrating Passover on the 3rd of April, which is Good Friday, which is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Prepare your house. Prepare your heart. Prepare your spirit now to prepare yourself to be what you've never been before for God. Prepare yourself to receive Jesus Christ as Lord like never before. And dedicate your heart, dedicate your mind, dedicate your spirit to be made completely new. 2015 is going to be like no other year. I'm telling you, God is pouring out His Spirit on all flesh. To whoever will, let them come and eat. To whoever will, let them receive this message of salvation. I'm here to tell you, friend, God's got a plan for your life. God bless you for tuning in. I'm so glad I could be with you here today. And I'm telling you, this Passover season, this season, God said celebrate this season unto the Lord. When you take communion, you can do it in your own house. Just get you a cracker, get you a little grape juice or whatever, and just come before the Lord and say, God, I receive this covenant that you cut for me. I will celebrate this feast in honor of what you did for me. I love you, God. I surrender my mind to you. I surrender my heart to you. I surrender my spirit to you, Lord. Wash me, cleanse me, make me whole again, Lord. And use me in these last days to tell everybody that's around that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he died for their sins, that he made a way that we might live in abundance and peace, that you might have abundant life. I bless you, friend, for listening, for tuning in. Let us hear from you. Give us a call, and God bless you for tuning in. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com. And all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org. AM 630 KSLR. For more information on Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church, go to the program guide at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.